Bottled Soccer Talk number 51. 51. Yes, episode 51. This is Two Guys, Two Mics, Two Pints. I'm Nestor, joined here by Henry. Uh, See, what's up, man? What's up? What's up? Half a century and announce 51 today. Man, time has flown by. Uh, I know, we're getting to just about a year, man. I have to say this, by the way. I'm so glad it happened at a historic moment in football because we started like during covid yeah when the when the leagues were coming back right it was like peak covid at that time we were like three months in and we still had the balls as peps likes to say the balls the balls uh to to come in and and still execute this and i'm so proud to be at 51 and you know it's kind of a random number but just thinking about it now like yeah we're almost at a year now yeah i was looking at, at the first episode that was uploaded well the first episode we did was never uploaded that's lost to that's lost to time. That's a lost episode that we're going to sell as an NFT at some point. Yes. Uh, so we, we'll, yeah, we'll do a raffle for that. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, we've been doing this for almost a year now. Next week, I think on the dot will be the first time that we did it. But two weeks from then is going to be the first official episode. Yeah. But anyway, you know, we're, we're talking into the future. You know, only God knows what has in store for tomorrow. And yeah. Anyway, la vida es prestada. <laughs> uh, we got a uh, Lithuania versus España, la madre patria, in the background. So if we get caught into lulls or just quiet moments, we're just observing Ibrahim Diaz. Yeah, Ibrahim Diaz doing work against uh, guys that don't even sniff the first division in the weakest countries. I, I was. It's crazy, right? You'd think they'd have at least one baller. Macedonia has ballers. Macedonia has. Premier League Serie A players. Macedonia, North Macedonia, actually. Where is that? More specific. It's like Macedonia North sounds like somewhere that would be in Africa. Yeah, it doesn't exactly. even sound like European country. It's uh yeah, it's a small country. But well, same for Lithuania, I suppose. Yeah, but you know, they they produce some good basketball players, you know? Well where what's what where's the love for the soccer? Because this is so atypical of your common European yeah. country, especially of their size. True. True. You know, so that's crazy. But I, I will like to say that I'm glad we're running this match in the background because we have a special circumstance and we'll just get into it now since it's a brief little topic. Oh, yeah. Uh, since, yeah, it's on topic. Yeah, it's on topic. It's uh, Spain. So you would imagine you, you would see your Saúls, your Coques, you know, Asensio. uh, your Asensios, your Iscos, but it's a completely different team. The U21s have had to step in in this friendly. So if you guys want to see a look into the future... I suggest you watch the highlights at the very least on this. But, um, yeah, this is a, a strictly U21 team, and I th- I thought it was pretty cool. You don't get to see that too often, a, a full U21 against adults. You know? I think I think everyone except one player had had their first cap right. in a Spanish shirt. Yeah. Uh, I think it's Cucorella, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. That's represented. He's a baller, by Spania, the way. Spania, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, he's good. Getafe? Uh, yeah, Hitafe, that's right. Yeah. yeah, he's a good, good player. Got a, a limited limited gas on that. And, um, yeah, the crazy thing also between that is uh, a lot of the the clubs that they play for, they got so pissed off because uh, now they owe uh, financial uh, bonuses to, to the players that represented uh, Spain for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, they had some clauses added into their contracts 
they they are they're like yeah sure kid here's you know here's at the hundred thousand dollars yeah you, yeah you, you know make. represent spain and well like, i they look off to the foot the football he's, he's not gonna do it yeah he's not he's not gonna make it not to play devil's advocate but some the the you know the negative person in me is thinking that there's somebody in the background who like reported a story of of busquets having covid or or like you know just breaking that so that clause could get triggered <laughs> you know so all, so all all these people make money and he gets a split you know um or yeah. like like a mission we, to like bio biochemical mission <laughs> to like infect them and shit you know we um we can get to the bottom of that easily just look at who's representing all the players now if they all have the same agent and then it's you me know that all that in the background just in, the, in a shady area uh <laughs> shit that'd be crazy um but anyway yeah so yeah they were pissed as a player though i'm like damn you really didn't believe in me yeah by the way man brian gill uh, i'm sorry he's my favorite on the team currently i, I love Raheem too you no love for mingetta oh dude you know what i will say him for him being a u21 maybe maybe they have something but it's still too early to, to say I, yeah there, there's better players uh i mean he's a u23 but pau torres is notches above currently and i think it's only a matter of time before he's in a, a top six in the world club. I think. I think he's that good. Lefty is too, you know, as as Laporte is. So, yeah, man, the Spain team. I said this a few weeks ago. I I really think they can make a, a big surprise in these Euros. I don't think they'll win it, but I'll tell you what. I think a a finals or semifinals appearance wouldn't surprise me. That would surprise. And me. that and that depends on how the table uh and ends up configurating, but. I, I really do think that they have a, a very depth based team. Um, depth maybe. inexperience is what they that's that's the problem. Yeah, and the lack of attack. I like Ferran Torres at the nine. I, 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 I think, think he can turn heads this year. He can, but I don't think they're. Yeah, I don't. I don't know even know if they're top five in attack. Oh no! Yeah, I mean, I think w- with Spain you have the best balance than in any team. We have balance, but there's I, just a level. I just think that this strike. is the weakest Spain team that we've seen in in recent history. Well, like the, even going back fifteen years, it's just like it's just shark teeth right now. It's it's sharp shark teeth that are coming out because mm-hmm. in the past sure. two three years, man, you've had some legends retire. You know, Sergio Ramos is on the cusp. Um, you know, Piquet's on the cusp, but David Silva's Wait, out. Piquet's still getting call ups. He was, and until like I think. Uh, oh the last world uh, or international cycle but my point is you know all these ballers you know are they're they're gone so it's really like a re-imaging but we don't really know these these cats that are currently balling for them because most of them are still pretty young you know yeah of course but um and against and they're all still first first division first team players oh and top players i will say and yeah especially the foreigners too like the guys playing in in other countries like I mean, Ferran, for example, in limited time, he's been amazing for yeah. me. Uh, but, you know, there's a few other uh, players playing at a top level around the world. Um, most of them play domestically, though, let's be honest. I mean, these days, at least. Spain, yeah. Well, but, traditionally, that's how it's been. I mean, but before, you had your Fabregas's, your Juan Matas, your David Villas, da- David Silvas, Jesus Navas. You know, it's just a bunch of... Like, they, they weren't scared to make that trek. Now, it's not as common, unfortunately. I feel like it's more common now. Oh no, but specifically Spanish players. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. I can't think of as as maybe, many. Maybe maybe not not good. Well, but there's not, plenty of, of Spanish players doing, I guess, okay. Well, there was plenty before too, though. Not yeah. all of them were good. Like you know, Michu. You know, you had a 
uh, Llorente. Uh, Llorente. Um, I mean, there's there's plenty within each team. Bohan came, but like you said, they weren't ballers. But I would like to see more of their players play internationally. That's my only gripe with them. So we could just get different tastes. Do we know if Aspiliqueta got the call up? Oh, I'm forgetting Thiago and Rodri, by the way, top players. Top but, players. Yeah, uh, Aspiliqueta. Yeah, he. Oh no, he didn't get the call up to this. I mean, he got called up to the real team, not to this game. Yeah, oh, that's what he meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah to the real Marco team. Marco Salonto? I believe so. He's the backup uh, to Jordi Alba currently. Not bad. I mean, that guy had a great season. Yeah, he's a uh, top man. I, I have him up there with some of the best left backs in the world still. Historically? Or no, no, currently? no, just currently, currently. Fucking hell. I mean, there's not there's not many better. I mean, there's a few. Did Reggie Long get the call up? Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah, he's better. Um. Anyway, we got a little sidetracked there. We'll give our Euros. We'll we'll talk more Euros a little bit later. Yeah. Um. But psh, a big game on Sunday, and we didn't really talk about it all that much last week. I think we touched on it. We touched on it. Yeah, we touched on it with Lawrence. And um, I, I wish I wish we had given it more attention. I wish I had given it more attention because I didn't really start watching until the fifth minute. I was like, ah, oh, fuck it, I'll put it on. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. No, fuck, it was that was top. a good game. Well, let's start here. I mean, both teams brought their best players. Um, I mean, quote-unquote best players. Because I think for Mexico, uh, Carlos Vela and Chicharito not being on that lineup for me is criminal. I don't care at what stage in their career they're at. For, for the green, they're going to show up. I promise you. And I thought, and let me start there. I thought they really, or Jimenez as well, but that's that's different reasons. But yeah, um, that's what I felt Mexico was lacking but I will say, just all in all as a game, by the way, for me, one of the greatest games between Mexico and U.S. Oh, for sure. Super competitive. Yeah. I, think, I think. A for A lineup. At, yeah. At the, yeah. It, it was it was good. I mean, there's always going to be that edge to those games. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, the passion it, it, was there, clearly. It's, oh, it's clearly there. But, you know, it, sometimes we remember certain matches for moments, right? Yeah. And this one did have its moments. We'll talk about those moments for for the next ten twenty years, yeah. but but the match itself was really fucking good. There was so much to talk about. You saw a little bit of everything, and not yeah. only on the field but off it as well. Uh, we'll touch on there, that. There's well. a lot. Like there there there's a lot to unpack there. This is a historic game. I I, I think this was a, a like a. A battle, you know, it was like a battle that you'd see in like the seventeen seventy six, you know, yeah. U.S. Revolution. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was amazing. There's, there's again always been that rivalry, and there's always going to be animosity, especially frustration when someone feels like they're getting shit calls or non calls or whatever. And then uh, you add that to to an already sort of their hatred, man. <laughs> yeah, fireworks. It was, it was fireworks, bro. Yeah, it was fucking fireworks and. And again, the football. I'm an agent of chaos. I love it. That was a chaotic ass game. Yeah, yeah. the football was good though. Mm-hmm. It Very was much, so good. Yeah. And U.S. man, they're way different than we know them for. U.S. always finds a way to get on the wing and square the ball. Yeah, they're always gonna do that. They're not doing that anymore. It's a lot more uh, uh, complex. A little more free flowing. Um, and then you have that engine in the middle. Fucking McKenney, Weston McKenney. Yeah, for me, uh, MVP of the match, to use an American term. <laughs> MVP uh, of the match? Yeah, like if it's like a finals MVP, I thought he was an octopus, you know? Um, and on top of that, still having the capability. And I think this is just because he's just more technical than most players. He has a scoring threat at all times. 
Um, yeah. And that's that's just his German upbringing, truthfully. Uh, I think his time at Schalke not only reflected that, but the fact that he's been able to go to Juve, uh, play massive minutes and score important goals for them. I think, you know, Pulisic gets a lot of love. I think McKenney is up there with some of the best Americans currently, if not the best, by the way. Most consistent for sure. He's consistent and yeah. visible. A lot of, a lot of, I don't know if he's a six or an eight. You well, that's what happens. You know, I feel like his game isn't as appealing and as flamboyant as Pulisic and Geo. Yeah, but it, but uh, yeah, he, he's 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 a proper player. Yeah. When you're, I think, skillfully equal as those guys, but more consistent yeah. and obviously more physical. So Athletic. He, he's yeah. he's visible as a six. A lot of players don't really show up, but you, you see he has a very uh, – you can see his handprints all over that match. Oh, yeah. He's very visible, and he's passionate too. A lot of those guys tend to be a little dull. Yeah, This yeah. dude, he's very expressive, and and you're aware of him at all times. Yeah. Um, I, I will say this, I when, and I think we talked about this very early on when we started our pod. For me, Weston McKinney was the second coming and the new and improved version of Jermaine Jones and what he was for us. Oh, Not totally. A, played yeah. at Schalke, German-American, crazy engine, gr- and just as good at, you know, in the offense and the defense. I think second coming, man. You couldn't yeah, write it better. Yeah, he's, man, he's impressive. Um, I like what I see from him. I was a little doubtful for a good while, but yeah. Yeah, he's, he's the truth. Yeah, he's nice. And uh, yeah, USA is going to do well to, to have him for a few years now. Hope so, um, yeah. But, man, back and forth. U.S. US doing their... They had kind of a possession-based attacking style. They attempt the ball to. Out. Yeah, they, they did it well, but they did fail a lot. And that's how the first well, goal came due, along. Due to bad bad uh, technique. And bad technique and bad personnel. Not the yeah. right personnel from Burhalter, in my opinion. I thought there were some names he left off that were better than the ones on, on the field. And, and that, that goes into favoritism. I think every international manager does that. But, you know, we see it early on, though. Uh, uh, Mark McKenzie, who plays for Club Bruges in Belgium. Just a little, just a little, you know, wet behind the ears. Yeah, the unex- inexperienced. And he tries to make a typical possession-based pass-out style to uh, the, the right wing back. And Tecatito, who is an experienced player and for me MVP of the game for Mexico. I was gonna say he yeah, he was he was the best player. He was the best player. I thought uh for both teams. Chucky was good. Oh, for 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 both teams you can make a case for sure. Um and uh, Lainus gets a special like X Factor shout because he he was uh, very good when he came on. But um sticking on that play, uh the experience of Tecatito to read the pass, press very well, which they do on al- almost every team in Portugal, that's their style. Um, wow, you know it's uh, you know just just punished him and, and he finished it very well. What an amazing Steffen. finish too! Yeah, yeah. I he mean, Zach Steffen had, was shook. He, he, he made sure he cracked it. Yeah. And there's no there's no blaming the goalie there. Uh, another the city keeper. product. Uh, but yeah, Mexico was countering really well. They were they were counter countering too a little bit, mm-hmm. and they were doing really well of filling gaps. But a lot of the players did show up, like uh, Chaka Rodriguez on the yeah. right. Just clogging up anything on that, on that one third of the length, um, of the length of the pitch. Yeah, he was just filling in gaps. Dude, he's running. Well, he played the whole game, I believe. So, man, I gotta check that guy for EPO. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, but he he was yeah he was very uh, probably the most physical player on their team. Yeah, into, on the defensive end, most physical and very influential. He won a lot of balls that that seemed like they were they were f- going to be gone by Pulisic or whoever yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh yeah, he he did very well against the Stars for sure. Yeah, yeah, and uh, um, someone else that showed out Antuna. He played good. I'm not gonna. I don't want to shit on him, but his fucking decision making was so bad. He was his timing. Yeah, his timing was like he was way too ahead of the play. He would he would try and uh, cross it or or touch it way too soon every time. I always thought I was like, oh, they're gonna get in a good space, and as soon as I thought that, he would pass it off or try to cross. I'm like, what are you doing? No one's even in the box. Why are you <laughs> crossing it? Now I know some some balls were very low to the ground and trying to find spaces a through ball but for the most part man they they were terrible they're wasteful yeah yeah so i mean john bad. brooks was getting on those all day yeah and he's got the pace and the trickery to get around the defender or to go down to the touchline why he didn't do that i don't know yeah. he did that a few times yeah but and a lot of the time was he, just he's good soon. at also fainting and getting a shot he he's, just wasn't able to connect it though yeah yeah um, um he was yeah. creating space pretty well um but but uh, I thought he he came on at a great time for Lines. Yeah, for for as much as Tata got mad at the question they posed to him leading up to the game, they asked him, "How are you going to cope with the fact that you don't have a true nine? And he got offended. He's like, "I think you're being offensive to some of the goal scorers we have on this team." But truthfully, Chucky isn't really a nine for me. No, no, definitely not. He's a one of the best wingers uh, in Concacaf. You know, on on either the left or the right. But I think, uh, you know, like I said, Jimenez or Chicharo or even Vela, who's a good finisher these days, was could have been the guy there. And But, you know, I don't know what Tata's issue is with, with MLSers, bro. He just doesn't want to give them the chance. Oh, like Pizarro? Yeah, también, güey. Like, how is he not going to play, bro? Pizarro. Well, and the crazy thing about Chucky is there was times where he was... every everywhere, Every time he was dangerous, he was coming off from drifting from either flank. Yeah. And then there was points where he was con- coming back from like a like a ten position, like an attacking mid, yeah, a little deep lying. And I didn't I didn't feel like he was he was all that dangerous. He did get into some positions after that, but he was so dangerous coming off from the flanks. I, I picture him ideally functioning like Eden Hazard at Chelsea, mm-hmm. always drifting in from the left, mm-hmm. so he can cut in, either go forward and and take a shot, make play, or lay it off for a play for a nice pass or something. But uh, or a dribble, but uh, coming from the nine or from the ten position, I didn't really like Chucky all that much. And he had a decent game. It wasn't bad. Yeah, he, he was decent. He was tricky. He he got off a bunch of shots. Probably a little too trigger happy, if I'm honest. Yeah, I, I will give um, some credit to the to, to the American center backs. Although in a three man back line, it's very easy to to clog up the lanes like that. But I thought defensively they weren't terrible. They didn't. They did do a few fuck ups, but. Obviously, the Mark McKenzie being the biggest, but um, I thought when it came to the 1v1 challenge, they stepped up, you know? Uh, the only guy who was really having his way in those was uh, Tecatito. Chucky got a few. Tecatito, man. Oh, Tecatito had Yedlin on a string. Yedlin oh, did yeah, get to oh. keep up, but th- there was times he couldn't keep up anymore. Well, well it wasn't even about keep. He was just... Tecatito took him out of the play completely a lot of the time. Yeah. He looked very amateurish, but that's how good Tecatito is. But, you know, if you notice, Yedlin, like... He got beat uh, more often than not, but when he did like actually get the better of Tecatito, he was he did okay. And obviously he was he had to be dirty with him. I don't know if you remember early in the game, 
he came hard in on him hard on him on a mm-hmm. on a challenge it was and, a, yeah it was a frustration fight. yeah and so like that was his tactic but Tecatito wasn't phased and he isn't because he's such a good player now because he's been at a top league for he's consecutive got confidence years. dude yeah he just he plays and he's got complete uh, dominion of of the ball that's a player i'd love to interview and and just get the perspective on how portuguese football has affected his game because you can't tell me that he doesn't have a, a different sauce now he's, he was always he, good, he was but, always tricky and yeah yeah but he was very I, typical mexican winger though but now that's like i mean what he's doing these days right now he's up there with the best his game reminds me a lot of like quadrado except not as quick but like that, that kind of trickery on the wing and the ability to play uh, as a right mid, right wing, or even a right back if you need him to, because he he has played that before for uh, Porto. Yeah, he's played that for a good while. Yeah, so it's like, well, you know, for like, me, what do we my need to? Player. What do we need more for him to see him at a top club? Oh, well, I, know. I guess Porto is a top club. No, but. for sure, that's a Champions League club that actually advances into the knockout stages. So for me, massive respect. I like Porto. I have their kit. I hate their coach currently, but. I'm not going to lie, he's probably made him better too because he has a very like Nuno Mourinho type of uh, approach to the game, which is very Portuguese. But man, Tecatito for sure, my, my favorite player that wasn't in a U.S. kit. He was he was so good. And mm-hmm. just, I mean, he was he was being outrageous with his, with his trickery too. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, like you said, typical, but the level he's unlocked now with that, that it's so clean. It isn't always risky because, I don't know, my biggest problem with Tecatito two, three, four years ago was that he would attempt that, but he would only get like maybe like one out of three, one out of four. Yeah. Now it's like it's three out of four. He might have one fuck up, but his 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 yeah, technicality Yedlin, has improved. Yedlin, uh was out of his depth against him. Yeah, no, it's, it was a tough cover, you know, and that's it's not even because of pace so much, just like you said, trickery. I mean, I, I struggle to think of anybody that could contain him that us have. Um, yeah, it's gonna be tough on the on the on the right wing. I would have preferred to see Des there and I'm not saying he would have kept up better but uh he has a for me just fresher legs younger and he's, quicker, he's, he's step. quicker right now yeah but Yedlin is stronger so there's like that yeah Yedlin is like uh not as good as Kyle Walker but that's his prototype you know that kind of right, right athletic right. build yeah and I would have started Anthony Robinson at the left back but focusing on the youngsters though I want to say Gio Reyna was was very impressive uh to me uh he he, he really showcases technicality good ball control um, a still yeah. a little soft, you know. Still like falls over too easy for me. Well, he's just he just got hit the weight room. He's a kid. He's eighteen. You know, it's fucking crazy. Yeah, but he's, he's tiny. He's tiny, but um, you know, the goal he scored was kind of more off of a situation. You know, he was happen happened to be at the right place. But how about McKenny though? Always, just always every creating every, that it just gravitates towards his head. Yeah, and and he you know had it you know unlucky to bounce off the post, but you know Gio cleans it up one one. It's like for every oh, time Mexico... There's, there's Sergio Blanco. Oh, there he is. Every yeah. time uh, Mexico punched, the U.S. countered. You know, they had, an, they had a goal right back. So, it really put the pressure on Mexico. Yeah, man. Typically, uh, Mexico closes up those games quick, you know? So, yeah, Mexico scored first. Then uh, then there was that, that set piece, you know, little broken play in the... Yeah. About 35th, 36 minutes, something like that. When you say broken, you, it, you don't make it sound as good. <laughs> ah, nah, it was just like a rebote after a rebote. And yeah, like, yeah, all right. But you know, Mexico always sucks with those situations. Though. Well, the U.S. is one thing they've always been good at is set pieces. Yeah, one of their strengths always, uh, especially I mean, over Mexico. It's height. It's that. a height thing. Look at that free kick. Oh yeah, yeah. That was a 
the dude with the bi- fucking bird beak. Oh, come uh, on, man. Sorry, man. He's he's going to be a millionaire soon. He can allow it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but anyway. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. so, yeah, uh, U.S. draws. And then in the s- late 70s, like 78, 79 minute, um, <laughs> bird beak, bro, come on. It was good. It was, it was going in anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, Lyness comes on, dude, right away. He has a dribble. I think gets a foul call against him. Uh, he draws a foul. Right, right. And then second play makes like a dribble, lays it off for for a good shot. And then, and this is all in a span of like 30, 45 seconds. Yeah. And then third third uh, dribble dribbles cuts inside, left foot, easy as you'd like. Yeah, yeah. Defending was a little <laughs> lax, and uh, Pff, I, I guess you felt like the goalkeeper could have done better. Well, no, I mean he he could have, but um, my the problem began with Tim Ream, um, who she got ate up all game. Just because he plays at Fulham, not doesn't start at Fulham. He's on the bench. He doesn't mean he should get to start. Uh, <laughs> Anthony Robinson starts over him for fuck's sake. His own teammate. Why don't you start him, Greg? Like that. Oh, that, I think uh, Anthony Robinson had a knock, didn't he? I think that's the only reason. But I haven't got any any news on that. Like it, it there's, <laughs> there's no, no news. indication. No, it was just like unexplained, and I'm just kind of heated. He started today though, and they did well. But that's kind of irrelevant right now. But uh, yeah, man, I I thought Tim Ream was such a weak point uh, for the U.S. and and um, yeah, as soon as Lainez comes on, young legs against old Tim Ream, you know, does does the business and Lainez, uh, man. Oh no, no, so nice. But you know, at the top level, you don't get that all that time and space to do that. Like for me, that was so elementary defending they, they, on Tim. They Ream. respected him way too much. For yeah, sure. yeah, and and that's for not sure. that's but not they, how you they, play. They rotated like two, three defenders on him. He wasn't always facing the same guy, and every no. time he had the same he had the same success. He yeah, but so good. you know, he came on as a sub, so the the subs were depleted because Sebastian Legit looked like a factor too, and I'm like, this this dude is not that good. Did he? I don't remember him being. I mean, he was he was a connector of passes. Like he was he yeah. was doing his thing, but like nobody got the better of him really. But I mean, obviously he's not on on Lainis's level. Uh, he's not a youngster, but uh, no, yeah, it was a good showing from Lainis. I kind of wonder why he didn't start. You know. Yeah, uh, and I think it when you think about it, it makes more sense. His legs were much fresher against because that game was back and forth. Yeah, everybody was was depleted, dude. Seriously, and and it, I thought it was a really cool moment, by the way, a, or a kind gesture on Weston McKinney's part. Like I don't know, they, there was a little spat when uh uh they kicked on Horvath's chest later in the game. Oh I yeah, think it was Herrera, who by the way was a, kind of being a dirty a dirty prick that game, but yeah, we'll get yeah. into that in a little bit. But reckless, I would say. Um, there's a moment where after that Weston McKinney's drinking his Gatorade, and then like Edson Alvarez comes over to him and he shares it with them. And I'm like, damn, bro, like, this this was right at your neck, but you're still, like, managed to be cool. And I've noticed that there's that respect between both players from Mexico and U.S. that play in Europe. Because they see each other all the time. Tecatito and Weston McKinney embraced before the game because they played in the champions. Mm-hmm. You know, there's that there's that level of camaraderie. Edson Alvarez uh, as well participates in Europe. So these players know each other. I, th- I thought that was a pretty cool touch. Yeah. Just wanted to, you know, bring yeah, that up. The, yeah, there's always going to be uh, some it, respect. Yeah, it's not you all know, there's, hate. There's when... <sighs> Sometimes there are players that you fucking hate. And I'm sure you you got that one like playing basketball. Yeah. But there's some guys that you hate to play against and there's that respect that you're like you can you can acknowledge all like, all right man you Yeah. You you're all right. You're you all right. have something special, yeah. Yeah, like, you, you you're all right. 
Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, fucking hell, where were we? Oh, yeah. So, Lainez gets a 2-1, to one, and almost immediately, a few minutes later, Weston McKinney. Yeah, set header. piece. Yeah. Another corner kick. And this guy had been winning every header. He had a, uh, another chance just like maybe like 10 minutes prior where Ochoa got a oh, yeah, glove right. on him. Yeah, that's true. And that I mean, Ochoa, I have to say, had a, a pretty good game. Yeah, yeah, he had a really great game. Yeah. And But it was the same header that Ochoa saved that he scored. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of strange. It's same, just he kind of like, came out of nowhere on that. Like he kind of j- ran into the box well, and jumped hella high. Probably Mexico talked to Ronaldo. Had, <laughs> Mexico had like this zonal marking. It was like, how do you do that? They're all bigger than you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why are we doing this? And of course, McKenney just magnet on his head. And then, you know, that's 2 2. We got to go to overtime. Yeah. Or extra time. And uh, Pulisic draws a. He draws a. I don't know. I want to I say it's a soft penalty, man. Yeah. And it was a. Was that in the first half of extra time or was it in the second half? I want to say it was. I want to say at the very end of the first half. Of extra time. Like, not the very, but, like, leading to the last minutes. It was probably, like, 108, whatever, around there. Um, But, yeah, I mean, listen, I I, th- I did see why it could be called the foul. Um, But at that point in the game, I really didn't expect it to be called. But once it went to VAR and I saw the replay and I saw kind of how violent it was, Um, I was like, oh, you know, I, I could see why they're calling it. Now, my thing was that it, it did look like the the defender did get the ball as well. But it, I think it was the follow-through that sold the referee on it, and they gave it, right? Yeah. I, I don't know if that's called at any other point in time. You know, yeah, it's weird because, you I, you know, at this point in the game, they, those don't normally get called. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if it gets called, like, you know, in the second half, in the beginning, you know, or something. They don't. But in, in extra time, it was interesting. But whatever, you know, um it's one of those things where, like, sometimes you get it and, and you look at VAR and by the textbook definition, you could see why it's given. I will say Pulisic's definition on the penalty was exquisite. You know? Yeah. And and I, I love how the ref, when, when he called the penalty, mm-hmm. fuck, man, he was enjoying that. He fucking just threw his arm out. He's like, yeah, penalty. Uh, like, man, I've never seen a ref be so, like, enthusiastic about a penalty call. Yeah. You know, sometimes you'll see it, like, in – um. Like baseball? Yeah, baseball does it a lot. NBA does it too. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like when somebody draws a charger, like... Do you remember the guy, the guy, that, 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 like he humped the oh, I fucking hate it now, <laughs> dude. Oh, fuck him. Crawford? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Joey Crawford, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, the ref was super enthusiastic, and for the most part, uh, football refs are stoic. Yeah, yeah. They're very expressionless, they're... Well, there's been very few that are kind of like like that, like Flamboyant. emphatic, but it's rare, and so yeah. it was interesting to see that. I yeah, will agree. And, and in such a moment too, because all the players are crowding around yeah. him, and he just like launching his arm out. That's a penalty, and you're yeah. like, "Fuck!" They're man. probably telling him some shit. That was weird. I man. will say when he did give the the Mexico's penalty, he was pretty emphatic as well. I will say, no, he was loving his 15 minutes. Uh, anytime he was, he went to VAR, like he would flex out his ass too, like you know, be all into it and just like, yeah, they're watching me. I'm on TV right now. He's like, I'm that dude, you know. <laughs> he's like, oh, I, I hope my honey's recording this. Yeah, he's like, I have an impact on the game. What a pass! I'm a factor. Fucking hell. Brian Gill, man, that guy's special. He's nice. Don't sleep on him, man. But yeah, man, that ref. Madrid. Was, he, that, <laughs> ah, fuck him. 
that ref uh, was enjoying it a bit too much for my taste. Um, He's that one dude that's too happy at work, uh, Mario. Uh, <laughs> you know, some people that are just like, yo, bro, like it's Monday, dog. Yeah, I know. Fucking relax. (laughs) It's Sunday night, man. I'm just trying to. (laughs) For real. But shit, man, that ref was was crazy. Anyway, Pulisic just as 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 good as you can take a penalty, man. Just like a German, huh? Power. Nothing. Nothing left for question. Nah, yeah, I was well executed, and I love when the ball bounces back out from the net. Like he just went to the net and back out. Takes his shirt off, by the way. Hey, he's kind of jacked. Well, he has to be, right? Yeah, I guess every soccer player is. More lean, but, you know. Uh, yeah, it was a passionate goal, man. And then, you know, I guess it's a good point to talk uh, about some of the yeah. projectiles. Yeah, I, I don't understand that. Like, I, yeah. I understand you, like, flip them off, say, fuck you, Ooh, boo, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But these guys were throwing, like, you know, their, their sodas and bottles even and yeah like you, I, you spent 15 bucks on that my boy don't throw it yeah i know i guess some people brought batteries oh that's fucking like how do you how do you think of that ahead of time you're like you're going home you're like oh shit got my wallet shoes keys yeah and you kind of look into that drawer that has just like, shit like you know? old batteries you're like yeah you, you have that like everyone has that drawer just with like power cords and like batteries and batteries shit. and like pens and paper clips and yeah yeah exactly yeah, just that shit that stuff. you like yeah tape tape and uh he's like hmm it was kind of open he's like just rubbing his chin he's like hmm i might need these later Gra- like, just grabs yeah. a couple of double a batteries shit ryo back straight <laughs> we good yeah this, this'll hurt him ah <laughs> uh, fucking no yeah yeah <laughs> The sad part In was case that we lose. the sad part was that some Mexico uh, players got hit too. You know, with some of the the shit that was being thrown. So it's like, whoever or I'm not, a, and maybe I'm bad in assuming that it was just Mexico fans. By the way, I, I do want to say that, I d- man. I, I know, I know, but I, 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 I just don't. Want, I want to give you all the benefit. Yeah, of the yeah, I know, but I know my people, man. <laughs> and I also know U.S. fans. They're fucking. Oh, they'll, they'll victimize the hell out of anything. Oh, that bro. that and uh, they're they're like just a little more. Like, see, pe- people like Mexicans, I guess, I guess, like Hispanic people, <laughs> they kind of don't give a fuck, you know? Pretty much, yeah. Like, like certain things, like, ah, oh, we don't need to, like, you know, what, what are things that Mexicans do? Oh, like, well, we can just hunker down here and set up a taco stand. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah. You know? Or, like, <laughs> you don't oh. see American, or, I guess, you know, our Anglo brothers do. What I'd be seeing is, like, like, they'll pull up to Carlos Jr. and then, like, park in the parking lot and the whole family's eating on the pickup. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, you like, don't see that. Yeah, you don't see that with the like people that are gonna support us. Like we're gonna generalize right now, but come on, man. Have uh, you seen it? No, no, I haven't. No, it's rare. Yeah, like no, you it's... don't see you don't see Americans fucking setting up a well, hot dog stand. I'll be honest, the U.S. fans are very like they're a judgy group. You know, like they're they like are. The, they're like oh, yeah. neighborhood watch. Oh, they're they're pearl clutchers. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we can shit on them too. <laughs> yeah, I think this is a way of shitting on them. Oh yeah, with their yeah. fucking milk for dinner. Whoa! Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, come on, man. I, I don't, I don't really foresee uh, U.S. fans throwing batteries. No, no, I know. But yeah, and, it was sad to see though. Let, yeah, let's be yeah, honest. Dude, it yeah. sucks that because this is like the only part in the world that does that, bro. Spain. I mean, Spain would do it occasionally. Like though, well, this is actually even more fucked up. But when they threw a banana at Dani Alves, oh, well, they threw a pig head at 
Beagle. F- yeah, that was crazy, yeah. bro. How do, you, how do you sneak that into the stadium? How do you uh, do that? that? How do you sneak a fucking a whole hog into a stadium? I'm just dude? thinking of this, that meme of the of the guy checking people before they go in the oh, stadium. Yeah, yeah, the old yeah, dude, yeah. he's like, yeah, he's good. <laughs> he's, he's cool. Fuck, he's cool. that shit should have uh, probably reeked, too, for, like, the first, like, whatever, 40 minutes before that I shit. Know, and he had, yeah, he had, because it, it didn't come out until much later. And then you have to wait for the opportunity for the guy to be there. Yeah. Because if you yeah. throw it just like at any moment, it's like, uh, it's like what the fuck is that? It loses value, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's no shock value there. Look at the, man. I love Brian Gill's ball control, man. Oh, I don't know. Not that I don't, guy. I don't think it was his play, this play, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah. I'm, the, the Mexico fans throwing balls, and then Gio Reyna sold one. He yeah. got hit by a cup and he's just like acted like he got concussed. Yeah. Meanwhile, like fucking Tim Wea got like an actual cup to his body and this was just shrugs it off. Is it yeah? Yeah, he's just like, like But um so following that though, that uh shortly after and I don't I wouldn't say it was a makeup call. I think it it could be seen as a handball. Although I will say Mackenzie was trying to turn away from from the shop, he, but it his did arm hit his was hand. quite extended. Yeah, but I mean And the ball I, was going towards goal. I, I think it, it was like just a natural motion though. It wasn't like up uh raised. It wasn't raised or anything. It was like just to his sides. I guess yeah. the only thing he could have done was kept it close to his body, but nobody runs like with their yeah, hands. Yeah, no one's like that. Player. But you know, even if you don't mean it, sometimes it's, it can still be a, a right. Hand. And I thought it was a good makeup call. Um, I thought it was a legitimate call. Yeah, I mean, you could say that. I mean, I've seen. I mean, it went to VAR for a reason. Right. No, it went to, and that's my point. It wasn't out and out clear handball. Uh, it had to be reviewed. So I mean, my my thing is that uh, I see McKenzie turning away from the shot. For me, that tells me he's trying not to hit it. But obviously, like that's up to interpretation of the ref. And I thought he made the right call, though. Yeah. Uh, I thought he made the right call, especially considering we got kind of a soft pen. Oh, man. Oh, the same replay. But, um, yeah, and then Guardado steps up. It's important we mention that at this point, Horvath, uh, Ethan Horvath, who plays in in uh, Belgium for Club Rouge as well, um. Comes on because Zach Steffen uh, gets a bone bruise in his knee. We found out about the bone bruise just yesterday. But, um, you know, there was a knee injury. He had to come off, and Ethan Horvath came on, and he was pretty good. He came on in the late second half. We kind of skipped over that. But it's important because he later goes on to block Andres Guardado's penalty. And Andres Guardado came on, and everyone cheered. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, why is he coming on? Honestly, I was like, I didn't feel like it was right for him to come on in the first place. That's like us bringing Michael Bradley on. Great player for the U.S., but he's just not the same guy. Yeah, I mean, Guardado still plays at Betis. Mm. Still still gets PT. Barely. Sure. But um, no, no, he's, he's, yeah, he's better than, that, than Bradley, for sure. <laughs> than that Bradley. Although I would say Bradley at one point was, was at a higher level. But, um, you know, when he was playing at Roma. He, he was playing at Roma. Yeah. Uh, I think... Uh, I think Guardado was at PSV at the moment. Syria, Eredivisie. Mm. But, you know, he was nice. I'll give it to him. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah, he got a roaring applause. And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, man. I I just don't like him for this. This game is like, if you look at the both teams, and obviously USA more so, it's like, there's a bunch of youngins here. Yeah. And you're coming cold, man. I don't know. <laughs> That's the deal that swears he can make an impact, bro. And, uh, and, and more often than not, for, for for Mexico at least, he has. 
No, he's a factor. I've always, I mean, I wouldn't say I've been a fan, but he's always been a, a, one of their most transcendent players from, you know, the midfield. Yeah, yeah, he's got to be respected as one of the best ever that, you know, they put on the Mexico shirt. Whoa. But, but uh, as, as soon as he got the penalty, like, he started taking it, I, I was, you know, I keep saying this, I was alone here at home, and I remember just saying out loud to myself, I'm like, he's going to, he's not going to make it. Ah, uh, was it the long run up? It was, I, I always hate a long run up. I don't like it. And it always makes me extra nervous. Mm-hmm. But there was just, I just knew it. I don't know, somehow, somehow I knew he was going to bottle it. Sure enough, weak pen to the left. Long ass run up. No body faint, nothing. Bottle alert. <sighs> That's all she wrote, man. Yeah, man. And, uh, you know, US wins. Extra time. From a Pulisic goal. Yeah, it's a tough one, man. Yeah, uh, it's a tough one as a as a Mexico fan, but it was such a good game. It was so enjoyable. One of the more notable Mexico USA games. Yeah, I, I have to put it at top five that I've seen anyway. Yeah, and I they mean, always go at it. Always. I, yeah, it's, it it is always, but it's it's never been like this though. Or I mean, I guess it has, but it's 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 happened rarely for USA me. It's top three. USA is reaching. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Yeah, USA is reaching a peak. I think they're gonna. The next maybe between now and 2025, yeah, we're gonna see the best U.S. team that's ever existed. I think it'll be into the 2027 or even 2026. That's when ever that's ever existed. Yeah, yeah, into the, like that. That'll be I, the. I think that's coming sooner rather than later. I would say 2022, 23. Oh, it's coming for sure, but the window is gonna be extended uh, because of all the academy players that are in Europe now. But besides that, the reason being. That the the World Cup is coming over here in 2026. So, I mean, and this could help Mexico too. But just that having that home advantage is going to be massive. Like it's going to be a, and I hope I'm alive to see it because that's so. Well, far how is down it an road. advantage if all the players are going to be in Europe? No, no. I mean, it's playing in your home nation, man. I mean, I Mexico guess. is going to have an advantage too. I'm I'm saying, but the, most of the games are in the U.S. and it's the first time since what 94. Um, 1994, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, man. It's going to mean a lot, and I hope, like I said, I hope I'm here to see that, bro, because I'm going to be geeking. Yeah. I mean, to see any team, bro, I'm, I'm sure tickets are going to be hard to come by. But I'll see whatever's in L.A. I'll watch fucking... You'll watch Serbia versus... Um, um, Venezuela. Peru. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, no, dude. You have an affinity for Peru. Uh, we don't have to get so, into that. Yeah, I, I, I'll definitely uh, watch. He likes uh, Lomo Saltado. Ah, yeah. I love yeah. it. Yeah. I love it. Um, right then, but yeah, <laughs> we can both agree. I mean, it was a bitter loss for, you know, a Mexico fan from the U.S. perspective. Huge win. Huge win because we, we win games what against Mexico here and there. What a fucking pass, Barangil. Oh my Shut. God. Uh, this was a showcase for him, man. I'm telling you. It's a Lithuania. Let's not get too carried away. Ah, that is true. But uh, I will say this is the first time we win a final against Mexico since 2007, so... It's been a fucking long time coming, man. Yeah. Um, we win com- like we win a few games here in the group stage or like or you know friendlies, but you know in the in the big stage Mexico typically shows up. I remember the Gold Cup recently, you know, all those games. It always it, it's always a close game though, you know. It's always really a really good dogfight as they call it. Yeah, and um, so beyond the match, congratulations to USA. First Nations League of CONCACAF. Uh, 
Yeah. League of Nations. League of Nations. Yeah. League of Nations for Concacaf. So, pretty good way to win it. Was there only two games? No, no. There is a there is a tournament played prior to this to get to for those four teams to be selected. Huh. Um, cool. But this was like the yeah, other. Yeah. Okay. So all right. Cool. Um, you know, next up is is Copa de Oro, but or the Gold Cup, but. I think before we move on from from this match, I think we've taken everything we can. Uh, Got to mention that <sighs> there's fuckery beyond beyond the cup throwing and all that shit. You know, we two things in particular that that we well, one thing that we skipped over and another thing that that's better left after. Uh, during the match, there was the uh, the uh, anti. Anti-harassment, or what is it? Uh, well, there was homophobic chants. Is that what the protocol? Mean? Yeah, the step one on yeah step one on non-inclusive or some shit like that, or I don't know, hateful speech. I don't know exactly what they call it, but it was step one protocol. It's, like, it's basically a warning, and Mexico fans. Um, yeah, there's a few chants that 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 are thrown around a lot. Yeah, when is the puto chant every time someone takes a goal kick? And then, just as a taunt, you know, randomly, you'll hear culero, or, uh, which the direct translation. Uh, no, no, don't. go ahead. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> is it is it a direct translation or is it like a spiritual translation? Um. Well, I mean, the PC way to say it is just gay, right? You're being called gay. Um, yeah. It's like referring to gay as an insult and a demeaning word like oh you're gay you're you're not a man whatever that's what it translates to um, culero, yeah. yeah but that's even like more specifically it's gonna is you know it's gonna be like the word fag you know yeah it's, it's um, faggot uh basically yeah um yeah and, you know um, hearing that on a repetitive tone constantly as like a as like you know like you know like kids you're like they always make up like a nursery rhyme over yeah it's teasing. exactly it's just one of those things that as normalized as it might be in in south america central america and mexico it's something that now it's just for you know i would say like a, a global brand you can't do that you know there's no other country in the in the world that does that or i say group of countries because el salvador and, and guatemala are notorious for that too even though they've actually really cleaned up their act and i applaud them for that i think um it's have just a been, bunch of knobs they had games yeah, bro. They just El Salvador just won yesterday. Um, they're they're playing World Cup qualifying. Oh, Guatemala right, got right. eliminated, unfortunately. But um, you know, it, it's un- it don't, it's unfortunate. It exists in Latino America, and what it means in Latino America compared to what it means uh, in in first world society, the weight of it is very you know different. Yeah, and um, it'll be it's an easy elimination, man. Like you guys can cheer about a lot of great things. England for me. And this is because I understand the language has the best chance ever for different players, for different clubs, for different reasons. I love it. I wish Mexico directed that energy in constructing, you know, constructful stuff like that. Instead, they have to settle for homophobic chants. And since we're on the topic now, even uh, the racial discriminatory chants uh, when when uh, Mackenzie got called uh, a monkey several times. Um, at what point? You know, does Mexico step in? At what point does FIFA step in? At what point are teams or players going to get, I mean, not players, fans going to get reprimanded, you know? And I hate to say that because the players themselves know better. They And they're asking the fans to stop, but 
you know, it's like, fuck, what well, can you the, do about the, the fans? The players are going to be the ones that pay the price. And that's the problem, yeah. Because if they're, like, for example, if the taunting had continued, yeah, then the game would be suspended and played the next morning behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. And there was only, like, 12 minutes left. So when you, when you, uh, you know, factor that in. That's so crazy. That, that's that's such bullshit, you know, to yeah. to play on those terms. So it, it's the fans that got, the fans got to keep up their shit. And I know, you know, growing up around that and just watching it as you grow up, because obviously we live in in uh, you know Hispanic Latin cultures. Yeah, those things are so normal and and to be honest, it's not offensive to me. But I'm not. I don't choose. Like I'm not. Yeah, it's not being directed at me or any part of my. Identity. Or you don't feel insecure about that yeah. being used as an insult. Yeah, it's on you. it's not part of my identity, so it's not for me to decide to be offended. Right now, right. is everybody that offended is and is part of their identity? No, of course not. But again, there are there are people that identify that way, and right, we got to respect that. And even beyond and, that, identifying it as it. Also, considering the fact that there may be kids at the game, there's uh, you yeah, that's you that things yeah. like that. It's like, um, it does set a bad, pre- bad precedent for the future of football if we allow those things to happen, yeah. So, we're trying, it's for the betterment. And I, ha- I would hate to see Mexico get tossed out of a tournament or lose a game or get deducted points over some, yeah, bullshit like yeah, that. exactly. And it's you have right. to, you have to think about that more than anything. Do you really want to be the guy? Back in my day, we used to be able to call everybody faggot, and it was okay. It's like, huh? You proud of that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's people <laughs> that, that will say that, man. This the game's so soft now. It's like, mm. wait, should should we be accepting of guys getting two footed behind their leg? Yeah, should, should should people be allowed to be called monkeys on the field? No, no, man. Like that's the '60s existed, and we should leave it there. We shouldn't extend that period, you know. Of course, yeah. But um. You know, hopefully that this is a good wake up call because this this game was on broadcast on a national, uh, international skills, uh, one of the most watched games in in and in, and it, and it sucks time. that the game has turned in the conversation about the game has turned into that. Yeah, is yeah. that in the racist chance, man? I, I'm honestly I'm so ashamed of that more than anything. Yeah, as a kid, not even as a kid, like as as a younger person, teenager and shit. You know, those those kind of things are they're kind of funny to tease people about at that age. Yeah, like it was. Like the culero thing or, or puto, you know. Yeah. You know, um, you don't exactly intend for it to be hateful towards that person because obviously, you know, if it's a tease, they don't want to be that. So they don't uh, identify yeah. as that. But, you know, as you get older, you're like, okay, the, the, you, it's not acceptable. Yeah, yeah. It's not acceptable to say that kind of shit. But the whole racism shit, that, you know, that's never been really funny. And it's and it's a deep part of the cultures. Yeah. As sad as it is to say, uh-huh. you know, there there's there's so much colorism in in mexican culture uh, i mean i've seen it I, I grew up with it so um so for that shit to actually spill onto to us's uh players fuck man I, i'm actually ashamed of that for real yeah no it's it's tough man and um well, like we we always say, it is a cultural thing. You're totally right on that because we see Serbian players more often than not be the ones guilty accused of racist acts against players in Europe, and it's like certain communities and and societies haven't caught up to speed yet with uh, you know you know and, equality. And it's, it's weird because it's it's I don't know if it's worse because but for for people that are 
I mean, a lot of the Mexico fans that were at the game, they were pressed. Yeah. Right? Like, so to speak. I mean, I don't know if they actually are. That's not a conversation to have today. But, <laughs> you know, they're, they're colored people in a country that's generally dominated by, you know, a certain people of a certain skin tone. A much lighter skin tone. Right. So, for the, for the racism issue to occur from other colored people to colored people is... It's kind of weird, right? It's stupid, yeah. It's it's just uneducated. <laughs> yeah. It's it's like you said, it's stuff that maybe we did as kids, but you grew up to know better, and some people didn't grow up, quite simply. And it was shown. Yeah, th- well, that was never really a thing, is to be a racist. Well, no, it does. Be, no, but be... I'm saying more so from the fag thing. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, but, yeah, oh, the racist thing. thing, that's, yeah, that's that's different levels, brother. But I will tell you this, the South... And a lot of you know a lot of the red states are much different than what we grew up around. That's true, yeah. Yeah, but um, you know, well, let's hope that this was a wake up call for this type of stuff, and that more often than not, we can keep the topic strictly about football and not about the fans, because the fans, at the end of the day, pay tickets to sit, behave, enjoy the game, and react positively. You know, create an environment. Like I said, like I love what England does. Although sometimes the shit they say is very negative. No, they're no, they're fucking assholes. They are, for but sure. but. They don't say stuff like homophobic stuff or like they don't Ask call Chelsea fans that man. Uh, Millwall as well, but it's it's like I I would be it, I wouldn't be fair to the league to paint every club that way. It's a it's it's a few bad apples, but it still exists. Ah, ah, bad apples. Ah, fucking hell. Um, but yeah, it, it exists everywhere, man. Yeah, and, I mean, look at Cadiz, you know, um, uh, Juan Cala. Yeah, yeah, I mean. Sh- it's everywhere, brother. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, moving on from, from all that bullshit. Um, just a great game. What a what fucking a, belter. What a fucking game. Get in, Pulisic. <laughs> fucking crock. Played like shit, too. I'm going to still take off my shirt, though. Like, <laughs> <We're>, like Ronaldo. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we're uh, talking about racism. And, uh, you know, it's a funny thing with England. Right. England players take a knee and fans boo. Mm-hmm. And a lot of fans were using the excuse that, oh, no, we're not trying to bring in Marxist, you know, movements. It's, the, like, it's not a racism thing. It's like, you know why they're kneeling. It's not a political thing. It's just a race thing. Right. But you want to turn it into that? Hmm. Um, okay. And I'm not saying I agree with them. However, and I've been quoted saying this weeks ago, months ago, maybe even. Um, I'm not a fan of it anymore. I, I feel like it's genuinely spent. Genuinely. I I think it's enough. It's enough. We get it. I know, but what you're saying is different than why the fans were booing. Oh, I know, but that would be my justification. I wouldn't be so, in, so passionate about it where I'd boo it, though, because I know the reaction of it. But I'll tell you what. I would, you, I would but much, you know what it stands for. Sure, but if I had the chance to vote... I would say no, no more. And, and it's funny because you know I was thinking earlier or the other day. I was like the the FA or Premier League or whoever. They've got themselves in this in this situation where. Okay, we're 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 kneeling because of the injustice, the, the you know racial injustice and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we're at a point where are we gonna keep doing this 
Like, when, when are we going to stop? When does it stop? You know, <laughs> in my mind right now, I <laughs> just like, thought about, like, the Premier League, uh, you know, commissioner-in-chief sending a memo to every Premier League club. Like, yeah, yeah. Your clubs are not set to kneel in the 2021-2022 season. And then you're going to watch the Raheem Sterlings, the Rashfords, the Wamba Sakas of the world say, they don't want to kneel for us anymore. Like, bro, when do we stop? Like, yeah, exactly. Are we going to do this for the you, rest of, the, you, of life? You got yourself in this position, you're like, fuck. Like... Like, let's say I have a neighbor and she's an old lady, right? And she was struggling with trash one time. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> and I help her out. And it was, oh, yeah, it was, it was pretty heavy, especially for a lady her side. Mm-hmm. But now she expects me to take her trash every time, no matter how heavy it is. So it's like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. It's like, fuck. So how do I tell her that I don't want to do it this time? Yeah. <laughs> and it's, know, like, it's like, what, like one, what time does a favor run out? You know? Yeah, exactly. So I feel like they're in this position. They're like, "Fuck." That's a good way to put it. Fuck. You know? We're or yeah. like, okay, so, so do we say we're not gonna do it anymore? Because obviously, racist, racist, racial injustice is gonna fucking go on forever. Yeah, it's gonna hopefully exponentially diminish, but you're not gonna kill it's it overnight yeah, with never. kneeling, especially. Ex- exactly. So at what point you're like, all right, we're over it. So and if you're the guy that doesn't ha- that happens to be like, I kind of don't feel like it this time fucking racist uh, and he's not black you know so it's I'm like, mixed but yeah go on <laughs> ah, just kidding so you know <laughs> they've got themselves in a weird situation and I don't think they're prepared to because of the negative ramifications Crack. there's not enough positives and but too many negatives to just stop it right so I guess until the players themselves get tired of it or until they forget to like now that they're now they're making a point because the ref is whistling yeah and then he whistles again to start the match yeah so they're they're in a weird position ah man and i you know i'm i'm as much of a social advocate as anybody but i've i've told you this plenty of times on on the pod i'm 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 just uh done with it already because it's just kind of wasteful man like you're a fan wanting to watch the game you're like all right man and it also sounds kind of redundant though like to play devil's advocate against you to 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 counter against you yeah yeah it's like it's only, it's only 30 seconds man right right but yeah. you know what it reminds me of it's like the pledge of allegiance you did that growing <laughs> up as a kid it's like and then you know what's crazy i talked to my little brothers about this i'm like do, do you guys still do the pledge of allegiance they're like what the fuck is that they don't uh, do it anymore shit. yeah and i'm like i would always hate that shit bro i'd be like hey, shit was annoying. like it's 7 a.m man i want to sit my think ass of, down th- think about yeah. how fucking think that's propaganda it is, it is, Like, for do sure. I really have to pledge my allegiance to a fucking piece of fabric? Exactly. Like, thinking back? Yeah. Like, I pledge of allegiance this, to yeah. the flag. Of the United States. See, it's deeply ingrained in my brain. Yeah, right? yeah. It's, I'm never going to And to the it. republic for which it, it stands. stands. Yeah, exactly. And then they throw in a little cheeky god in there. Oh, you're Fucking supposed to hell. believe that part, man. Yeah, well. Uh, <laughs> some of us are a little jaded, I should uh, say. But uh, man, yeah, it, it's one day we're gonna we're gonna um, talk, be talking about it like with our kids and like, hey, remember when they used to kneel every game? I know, right? By then, um, they'll probably like they'll still kneel, but they'll be hovering. Yeah, on some hologram <laughs> hovering shit. in the air. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man. Uh, England. Uh, I guess I guess we can talk about the Euros. I guess. Right. Um, we 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 already picked our favorites. You said uh, England, right? 
Or did you? Or who did you? Oh, you said I'll, France. I'll, I'm, I'm, no, I'm going with England. Yeah. Oh, okay, England. That's that's a really good pick because it's it's like, it's not super common, but it's believable for sure. Yeah, but and, it's, and they're the, not favorites you know, though. The, oh no, I wouldn't say they're favorites. Yeah. Um, but you know, uh, English fans are, you know, pe- pessim. They're, oh, they're cautiously. The, they're the most pessimistic. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, but but deep down, they they feel like they if they win that shit, they're gonna be fucking. And I'm going to be right there with them because I love England. I love the culture. I love the, the, the league. I'm going to be right there with them. But they're going to get hella obnoxious, I promise you. But oh, yeah, I'm going to love it. I'm going to love it. I know, but it's like, okay, it's been how many years? Oh, dude, they, yeah, they, that's just not there. They're like Spurs in a nutshell, but on the international <laughs> scale. Yeah. yeah. England are the national cool Spurs. Spurs. Yeah, basically. How how fitting. Yeah, I know, right? Um, all right, so all right, let's uh, let's talk about the squad a little bit. I kind of forgot where we left off, but we'll we'll pick up on it. Um, so Euros, uh, Euros is coming this Friday. Um, do you have any notable matches that are that you want to see? You know, I actually haven't really taken a good look at the the preceding matches, but I, I like tournaments in that there's always a group of death, right. as they like to call it. And this year is uh, France, Hungary, Germany, and Portugal. Right. Oh that, yeah. That on its own, man. There's there's got to be at least one big team that doesn't make it. Right. So that's always interesting to discuss. We always feel like France takes that, right? Yeah, for sure. I think um, I think France and Portugal uh, will leave Germany out. Really? Yeah. I I think uh, Portugal is just more complete um, from front to back. Uh, I I think Rui Patricio is not a bad keeper, and that's probably their weakest position. And he's not bad. Um, no, the weakest position is wherever they have Fonte or Mutinho. Well, Fonte is coming off of a title-winning season with Lille, and he was actually the focal point um, of so, the defense. Yeah, and 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 only next to him is uh, player Premier Premier League Player of the Month Ruben Dias. Es mucho gustoso. And uh, fullbacks, that's no question. They got Semedo. They got, you know, they got options. Um, the midfield, you got Oliveira, who's doing bits at Porto, rumored to go to a top six club, possibly. Ruben Neves, Pedro Nieto, Cristiano Ronaldo, Joao Felix. I'm naming the starting lineup, basically. Um, I really like that team, and I think they edge out Germany because Germany's on. They 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 have lost a lot of their best players over time, you know. Um, well, from from their high, from their high, and and I just feel like they're not as good as they used to be. So I I wouldn't be surprised to not see them to see them not. I, I just think that Portugal is so stacked, but the way that they're managed is totally wrong for all the players they have. They have such a dynamic team, such a such a creative side. Bernardo Silva, uh, Joao Felix. Ruben Neves. I didn't even mention Bernardo. Yeah, yeah, Bernardo. Ruben Neves, Bruno Fernandes. Oh, I didn't uh, even mention Bruno. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, um, they have a nice. So, team. so they have they have a lot of creativity. They have a lot of flair. They have balance. They from have front to back. I I would say that they're not very balanced defensively. Other they than, have the best defense. One of the best defenders in the world. Yeah, yeah. One of them. So there's four defenders. Look at him. He's a fucking stud. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not denying Ru- Ruben Diaz. But I, but I also think that defensively they could use a lot of improvement because a defense isn't just one man. And then their goalie's a little – he's a little bit on the older side too. But he's good though. Yeah, he's fine. He's fine. I'm not, I'm not knocking them. I, I just think the rest of the defenders 
with uh with Diaz have have some flaws. Um but despite all that, I feel like they're mismanaged. I they they the managers I feel is clueless. And Germany's manager is new. No, uh, no, no, I uh, I'm not even comparing him to to Germany. Right. But that no, this is the reason why I have Portugal coming out and not Germany. But I think Portugal's just better right now. Yeah. Yeah. Like straight up. Oh, so beyond France, management. You, you agree on France Portugal? Make oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I, I thought you. I thought you had Germany. I was like, no. no I like no, Germany, no. but they just have too many Germany, gaps. Germany. Uh, they're, they're in a rebuilding stage. Yeah, they're right they're. They have a good foundation, but they're not in a place right now to compete against teams like France and Portugal, who, by the way, are the last finalists of the previous Euro. Yeah, that's my point. Yeah, it's like. And they've both only gotten better. Yeah. On paper, anyway. Yeah, there's plenty of players we didn't mention. You go through France, it's crazy how star-studded they are. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's those are the two teams from there. Um, let's see, uh, Group E would be Spain, Sweden, Poland, Slovakia. Uh, that's, I mean, Spain, I think, is, is clear that in that group. They got probably one of the easiest groups. Um, and then I, I think it's a shootout between Poland and Sweden, really. I I hear Slatan is gonna play, so gonna he's gonna play after all. Yeah, I mean that's what I heard last, but I I don't know if there's been any. I know he got an injury. Oh word. Uh, yeah, we'll see, but I think it's gonna be Sweden Poland duking it out. I'll take Sweden. Well, Poland just because of uh, Lewandowski, Lewandowski. Blasikowski, oh, Bernardo, fuck. Yeah. Oh, that's not Bernardo. We we didn't even mention. We, even we didn't mention Jota. I mean, hot. well, in in uh, Portuguese, you, it's a hard J, not a hot. Um, but uh, we just talked about that, man. Ah, uh, God well, damn it! I, well, it's okay. I'm Latin American. It's cool, right? Well, no, you're trying to pronounce his name right. You know what I'm trying to say. That boy's sweet. He got ah. Uh, anyways, uh, England, Croatia, Scotland, Czech Republic. That's, That's easy. Bad. That's easy for England and Croatia. I don't know. I don't I, know. I, Scotland's tough. Oh, no, man. Scotland's That's tough. A joke. That's a joke That's, of a team. What? That's a joke, bro. They're, You're going to see them get clapped. I'm sorry. They might be. I mean, they, they have a, a few good individuals. I'm not, I'm, they're, not they're saying, just, I'm not saying that they're good. <laughs> they're, they're not. But yeah. but they're they're going to put up a fight. And they, I wouldn't be surprised at a couple of like shithouse 1-1 draws. Maybe, maybe. But I, I will say they have a few good individuals, but they remind me of Wales. Except Wales actually had you know has bail. They're that I level. Know. I mean, besides Scott McTominay, McGinn, uh, who, who yeah. are decent, not even Kieran that great. Kieran Tierney? He's, he's good. He's a left back. You know, he's he's They're, not going to be, like, I, super... I know they have other players, and I'm... Do you, have, do you have the lineup? No, I don't have the lineup. I just named their three best players, though. After that, I mean, I'm struggling They're to tough. think of names. They'll, they'll give... We don't know how they'll do against Czech Republic, Croatia. Oh, Czech Republic is even a good game because they have good players, they, they have good... They have Susek. They're all, they all have names. But I mean, I think we can agree. England and Croatia. I mean, if you want to, those are those are the favorites for sure. Yeah, yeah those are my favorites. I think they're clear. Too. I just think that that Scotland and and Czech Republic are gonna be tough. Hmm. Right then, uh, I have then the next one, Group C: Netherlands, Ukraine, Austria, North Macedonia. <clears throat> yeah, if, if Netherlands don't come up in first, Damn, that's, a, that's a disappointment a in and of itself. This is a good one. Um, fuck, I, I guess I'll have Netherlands and Ukraine come out, but this is actually um, a decent group. But that's only because you like Zinchenko. Well, I also like David Alaba from Austria. Two left backs. 
But, I mean, North Macedonia is a sleeper, too. But Netherlands should, should come out. Unfortunately, they don't have Coleman anymore. That's um, that. Yeah, that's their biggest problem. Whoa. He's being sarcastic. Nah, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Do you, you might have Austria coming out because Alaba just signed for Madrid. Right? Um, No, I'll, I'll give it to um, to Netherlands and uh, what was the other team? Ukraine. Ukraine. For, for our boy White Chocolate. I, th- I think Ukraine just has better. Belly Chocolat. Yeah. Yeah, and, and for Belly Chocolat. Yeah. Who was kind enough to come, come on last week. Yes, sir. And um, what's the next group? Inada. Um, group B. Denmark, Finland, a Scandinavian affair, Belgium, and Russia. This is a sleeper group, man. This is another like. Oh, that's a that's, that's a very a, that's a tough group. one. That being oh. said, <laughs> Belgium, Belgium, Denmark for me. Yeah. Oh wait, 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 wait. Russia's always good though. Wait, wait. Ah, oh, Belgium for sure. Right, we can agree on that. I think one, so. Yeah. One seed. Um, fuck, man, that's actually fin- really Finland good. is the is the is the whipping boy. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, they're never good. Uh, I I guess I'll go with Denmark, but I'm I'm not fully convinced. I'll take Russia. Name one player. Sherishov uh, or Sherishev? <sighs> yeah, Sherishev. I just I like. But that. I think I, I I'm, <laughs> I'm more. Kidding. I know I know Russia. They're just not that good anymore, though. Remember, at least back then they had Arshavin and like fucking. Oh yeah, you know, like just a few random players. Now it's not even that. Cherishev is the best though, but you know I like Denmark because uh, they have a few. Well, they have Schmeichel first and foremost uh, at keeper. It's like one of the better players. Um, Wait, one of the is, uh, what's his name um, from Inter? Uh, Christensen is he Danish? He's yeah. Danish. Isn't well, he, he yeah from from yeah yeah he's Danish. Uh, oh, they have a few players, don't they? They uh, Eriksen. Polson? Eriksen, yeah, Polson, yeah. Wait, Pol- Polson is. Yeah, oh, Polson, Erickson. Oh, no, I'll change my mind. Yeah, yeah, uh, Denmark, Denmark is. Bad. Yeah, that's. They always have good players though. Denmark is. They're nice. Uh, and the last group we have: Turkey, Italy, Wales, and Switzerland. I'll take Turkey and <laughs> Wales. No, Italia. Nope. Whoa. Italy's underrated. Yeah. And I'm underrating them now. Mario Gomez. I'll take... Their two best players are Brazilian, by the way. Fucking hell. Wait, Italy? Yeah. So, that Jorginho was... Uh, and Ederson. Oh, Emerson? Ederson. Oh, Emerson, yeah. Oh, Emerson. sorry. I was like, oh, Ederson. Yeah, no, uh... I don't agree with that, but they're definitely... They both play for Chelsea. Yeah, but I I think uh, Chiro Immobile is very, very good. I think, um... We can't forget about Lorenzo Insigne. Cellini, Donnarumma. I mean, it's a really, it's a well balanced squad. So I'll take Italy and Turkey. Turk, Turk. I just, I just feel like Wales are going to be able to shit house their way into a. No, you're, I don't. I just expecting Robson Canoe to show up. I, I just don't see Italy. They're not. They're not going to advance far, but they're. I just think they're going to get out of the group. This this group is not okay. necessarily strong. No, no. It, I mean, if your best club, if your best team is a. Uh, wait, what was the first? What was the first team? Turk, Italy. Oh, Turkey. Yeah, if your best team is Turkey, and I think, I think we can both agree that Turkey's the best team out of all four. 
but it's not by a large amount no of course not but But they are they are but you know what i will say like switzerland isn't bad and i think switzerland is slightly better than wales by the way they have a top keeper jan sommer plays at borussia mönchengladbach brie lambolo who also plays at mönchengladbach oh they also got uh shirdan shakiri shirdan shakiri and Uh, shaka shaka smart shaka yeah they have they have like a decent granit shaka granit shaka uh, jay rodriguez jay rodriguez I mean, not Jay Rodriguez. Uh, no, he's he, yeah, he's Swiss. Yeah, yeah, the the you know the guy with the man bun. Yeah, he's got the yeah. yeah. Uh, I I forget, I don't know if his name because Jay Rodriguez is. I'm thinking of the English dude, but um. No, no, he's yeah, he's uh, he's Swiss. Yeah, um, I don't know. That's this this group is uh, a lot more even than we give it credit for. I feel it's even, but not. But Tur- Turkey, I agree, is the best team, and Italy, I feel like just will pull it out, but gonna be fucking mad it's gonna be good man i can't wait um and you said you have england i have portugal but france seems like france france is like a safe pick but like i feel like we don't want to pick the the safe pick. i hate picking the safe pick unless i have a unless it's uh, city no unless i already support them uh, i thought we turned you to and, a I don't, city. and i don't pick a uh, city to win the league next season by the way well let's wait for the transfer window to be over because we're going to unlock a water chest. I promise you. We're going to spend millions and millions. No, that no. We're talking about the proper guy. Uh, What's his name? Kaluna uh, Mubarak. Kaluna Mubarak. Um, I think uh, the deficit we faced during the COVID year was uh, significantly problematic, but uh, we're able to get out of that, and uh, I think we have full trust in Pep, and um, we're going to be aggressive in this transfer market. Uh, best believe that. Fucking <laughs> okay, hell. Pro- that, it's proper as fuck. So proper, man. That, that communications <laughs> degree that he got. I know, bro. Man, who's his professor? <laughs> For real. Five stars. <laughs> I rate my professor. <laughs> Fucking hell. Ooh. Ooh. Israel. Ooh, Is that Omar Pe- Caspi? No, that, that, was, that, was, that was Pepe getting mixed up off nothing. Oh, we, f- we didn't even mention Joao Cancelo. Joao Cancelo. What a player, huh? I mean, yeah. he can scare... He can be a scarecrow at a barn with how ugly he is, but... Oh, come uh, on. He threw himself there. He threw uh, himself. He's pulling him back and he's falling forward. How does that happen? I <laughs> healthy But anyways, so that's that's our Euro wrap-up. Yeah, man. It's going to uh, be interesting. Before we move on, top scorer in the tournament... Slatan Ibrahimovic. Oh, you're a snack. Nah. <laughs> um, fuck, that's a good question. I haven't considered that. I'm just yeah, because I, I thought before we move on. Let's. I'm just. I'm just thinking of who's gonna get the most penalties. I want to say I'm so heated that Norway isn't in the tournament. I wanted Haaland to do bits. Well, he couldn't get his team into the Euros. <sighs> the lad's barely twenty. What? I mean, he, I well, mean he's shit. the truth, right? He's Wonder Boy, right? All right, Alexi Lawless. But um, nah, yeah. Um, for me, that I, I guess I'll go. I, I think, um, and this is the thing. I'm, and maybe this might help you with your pick a bit. You got to think about somebody that's gonna go far in the tournament. Of course, yeah. You can't like. I would love to pick Lewandowski. I have no guarantees he's gonna make it past the group stage. So, and I don't expect him to score a hat trick per game. Um, for me, my top scorer is Harry Kane. Kareem Benzema. Ah, that's a good shout. That's a good shout. Hopefully he can stay healthy because Giroud is bracing in less than a half. So he's that's got a cyborg, st- my friend. He's that's RoboCop. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great song, by the way. Uh, Kanye West, RoboCop. Uh, well, well, it was a movie uh, first. Well, let's, let's give credit where credit is due. Yeah. 
Um, uh. Anywho, uh, so you say Benzema, I say Harry Kane. Okay, so those Easily. are like those are easy favorites. Yeah. And these tournaments never pan out that way. Oh, I have a perfect sleeper favorite. Who you got? Ferran Torres. Ah, well. That's, that's a not bad. That's not a bad one. That that's being hopeful that the rest of Spain's attack is conducive. Can feed him. Yeah. Um, I want to. I want to get a sleeper pick. Uh, I'm just thinking of teams that can get a lot of penalties. Portugal's gonna get a few. Bruno Fernandes, uh, ten penalties. <laughs> no, no, because you know Ronaldo's taking those. Oh yeah, that's true. Man. That's Papa. Fucking hell, fucking little fucking petulant child he is. Petulant child. Ah, just kidding, man. That's one of the two boy. greatest players of all time, my friend. I'm kidding, Amalcar. It's, it's just jokes, bro. But, you know, he, he really is at least one of the greatest two. I mean, can, can you really say that Messi's better? No, because Ronaldo, uh, does, Ronaldo does everything great. I Messi mean, just does maybe a couple things great. Yeah, and it's like, I mean, and look, he's jacked. Uh, <laughs> fuck off. Nah, I'm kidding. Um, ah, fuck, man. Who can I say that's going to... Um, Phil Foden? Nah, just kidding, man. I was thinking someone from England, maybe Rashford. Man like Rashi, you know. Um, Dominic Calvert Lewin. No, he's a bum. That's how you feel, right? Shit. Yeah, I don't know. I can't really come up with anybody. No one convinces me. Well, that's the point. Pedro Neto. Sure. Just somebody that, that makes a stupid run. Yeah, it's gonna be some something like unprecedented, like you said, Lorenzo Insigne. Yeah, I, oh, I could, I could yeah. see that. Yeah, I could definitely. I like see his him. game, by the way. Yeah, he's he's, he's good player. though. He's actually really fucking good. But yeah, yeah, let's say that. Okay, fair enough. All right, so um, so yeah, we moved on from uh, from the Euros. Um, let's talk a little bit about transfer rumors. Managerial position, positions, um, and just shit, just shit we heard or anything else. Uh, manager Fonseca, uh, former Roma manager, is rumored to join um, Tottenham. Uh, I know Conte is currently on the market as he's officially left Inter. There's a lot of rumors of where he might go. Some people say Madrid. Some people say United. Um, you know, there's just a lot of options out there. I I don't have any concrete ones, you know. Uh, right now, the market is still kind of dead. I can say the 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 transfers that have been confirmed though. Uh, Emi Buendia, Norwich player, Argentine, one of the silkiest players in the championship, and he was even silky when he was in the Prem. Uh, you know, when Norwich was in the league, he just joined Aston Villa. That kind of leads me to believe Grealish might be on his way out. Um. But but, you know, as far as uh, managers go, yes, I haven't heard too much right now. It's still very like, very pre- preliminary. I think a lot of teams are waiting for the international games to to wrap up, and that's that's while I was away. So, I mean, we might see the managers move, but currently, I don't, yeah, I haven't heard too many rumors. I know that Wolverhampton got their success for, for Nuno. Oh yeah, another uh, Portuguese uh, manager. Gaffer. He managed Benfica to the title in 2019. Uh, Bruno Lage. 
Interesting. Lage? Lage? I don't know. I'll find out in the Should following months. But yeah, you Wolverhampton is very very influenced by Portugal. Now they are, yeah. Or did I say Wolves? Yeah, Wolves are very influenced yeah. by it's Portugal. It's been like that for like ever since Nuno got there. And Nuno was going to get the job at Crystal Palace, but that looks like it fell apart. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I was thinking that's like a sidestep. Some would say maybe a slight improvement. I would say let's step down even. Uh, I, I don't think I could say that because they have a big, I have a slightly bigger budget. Um, uh, Crystal Palace? Barely. It's not by a lot, but then you look at the talent they already already have and the fact that Palace have been in when the When was prim- the last time that Crystal Palace had a season as good as Wolves last season? Well, I mean, like, that's impressive and all, but how many seasons has Wolves stayed in the Prem? You know, they're still... And, and they're how still many new. times were, were uh, Crystal Palace battling relegation... And stay. They they managed to stay though. There there is some merit. They've in They've been unimpressive though. Wolves have done sh- like fuck all with it though. They didn't qualify for Europe, and when they did, they bounced out. So I mean, I I, I like them. They're not a lesser story though. So I'm not gonna give them that clout. For me, like that's that's a sidestep. And if they were that good, it was because of the manager, not because of the club. I think the players were decent. There was good investment, but I think uh, if Nuno goes to Crystal Palace, you're gonna see the same kind of elevation if he were to. I don't think it's going to happen. Well, if, if it was the same type of elevation to what you're describing, then that's a title. Crystal or a Palace? Fucking, or, or a Champions League. Yeah, you're saying that uh, that that Wolves were good because of let's not be No, let's not be, nah, let's not be silly, man. Well, I'm, I'm saying you're saying that Wolves were only good because of Nuno, right? Right, yes. Yeah. And without him, they're, they are a relegation fodder team like Crystal Palace. But the... I think like if you you hire Gary Monk to coach that team, I'm not gonna assure you that they're gonna get the same results as they did with Nuno. They do happen to have solid players. Well, Jimenez, Traore, Jota. Both were project. I mean, not Jota, Podence. Uh, developed by Nuno. Yeah, I mean, he did spearhead a lot of what they did, and and I I'm, I fear that they did lose a lot of that identity. The 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 bright side is that they'll still have uh, this new dude from Benfica, but. Uh, truthfully, like I can see uh, Nuno having that same kind of presence at Crystal Palace, and they already have solid players too. So, yeah, so what I'm saying, the jump that Wolves made with Nuno, mm-hmm. if you, if you, uh, I guess, uh, um, how how do I say? Um, it's a for me. I that's why I said you, sidestep. Right, but it, but if you consider the same jump that Crystal Palace could make, just based on their on their relative positioning, yeah, that would make the jump for Crystal Palace to be a Champions League team. I don't think Champions if you scale, League. If you scale, I would the, say Europa League. If you scale the success that he had with Wolves to to Crystal I don't, Palace, I don't think it's fair to, to assess it like that because it's well. That, well, that's what you're saying. Yeah, and I do agree because uh, like Wolves um, invested a lot. So let's not act like, you know, it wasn't a matter of investment. I'm sure if, if Nuno goes to Crystal Palace, he would be allowed to invest. And you could see it very similar to a West Ham story. I'm not going to say that. Like, listen, like each, each position you move up the table, it's exponentially harder. So it's not a fair way to reflect it. Like, say if, if Wolves moved eight places, well, going from championship to 16th in the league is, is a big jump. But 16th to 7th place in the league is also a big jump. And it's actually a lot harder. It's going to have to be financially based is what I'm trying to say. So, I don't know. For me, it's a sidestep, if not a slight improvement, because Crystal Palace has been there. Yeah, I think it's, 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 a, it's a step down from, 
from what Wolves have done in the last two seasons, uh, I don't know. And you why. compare and you compare to what Crystal Palace they won, have done. they've won the same thing. They've ended up at the same yeah, place. Uh, yeah, when you talk about silverware, sure, but yeah, as far as team goes, the team that's been more impressive in the last two seasons has been Wolves, hundred percent. Because of the improvement they make, they made not because of the level the that teams they're that, at. The team, the level that they're at is better. They've been positioned well, better both the, seasons. Yeah, no, okay, yeah, and, and, and before that, they were in the championship, so they weren't even the same league. They weren't even in the same sentence, so I, I don't want to hear it. I'm all about consistency. Well, they were on similar levels because Crystal Palace, I'm sure, was, was in 16th, the Premier 17th league. place. And they were in the Premier League, and they've had that, some really the, good players come through the ranks. Uh, Jason who? Punchion, um, you know, Wilfred know Zaha. I know, because you... Wilfred Wolf, Zaha. I mean, you, I'm Wolf not going to... Zaha, are you... Are you like that's that's your guy. I, I know you're gonna stand for that guy. That, no, I mean he's a, he's a top. He's a top to me. Well, I I mean that's what you might think, but I mean, uh, Wolves currently don't have a player like that. As much as you might want to act like they're such a great team, because they're not even in contention. Oh, I ne- by by no means I say. And that's why team. for me it's a sidestep. And you want to say it's it's a it's a not an improvement. I, I won't say it's a big improvement, but it's a sidestep. I mean, they're the same level club. They they won the same thing. They're mid table to slightly relegation to maybe some week some years they're gonna finish like at eighth seed. Okay, you know it's all the same shit at the end. Um, and I will say, Crystal Palace finishing in the Premier League for the last five six seasons that's more money than just making the jump from Championship in seventeen eighteen to being in the Prem for you know six seven years. You know, it's just I, I wouldn't and, say and it's for a, Wolves to it's become better down. in that short time. Should, should not elevate them past Crystal Palace, in my opinion. But that's what you're claiming, and fair enough. That's why you feel. I mean, I'm not going to debate about Wolves and Crystal Palace so so long because it's pointless. But uh, that's why I said sidestep. I didn't say improve, like you know, a you did, decrease. Yeah, you did, yeah, you did no, I said that. I said uh, sidestep to slight improvement, mm-hmm. and that's because they've been there for longer. You know, they're they're not just newbies. Um. So, I mean, that's my opinion, and, and I think Nuno was a big reason why Wolves have had that success, and we'll see how they fare up well, these yeah. next seasons, you know? Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I just... Uh, the thing is, Nuno's probably not even going to go to Palace, I bet you. Well, no, no, he, he they already turned it down. Yeah, so it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a pointless, yeah, it's a pointless debate. It's, it's interesting, too, though, because they they are similar level, currently. Yeah. I'm sure they even finished like within one or two places of of each other. Yeah, that's actually true. Yeah, Melanie checked that out. I'm, yeah. I'm not sure, but I'm sure they they finished I'm around the same. Pretty sure, yeah. Um. So yeah, beyond that, beyond that, um, Conte, last we spoke, was in heavy consideration for Tottenham. That fell apart. Yeah, that fell apart pretty quickly. I mean, it's a week less, uh, for Tottenham to have a manager, right? Yeah, Tottenham fancy themselves in a position where they can, they can land a top manager, and uh, Conte decided that. Hey, I guess he felt like he didn't get enough uh, assurances that yeah. he was going to have the money necessary for his vision to come to fruition. Um, I would, I would say, yeah, no shit. Yeah, I mean, every manager needs money to succeed. Um, you know, especially in the prem, let alone, but um. Yeah, that's why when people say, oh, he went to Inter and turned them around, well, he did get a lot of, of nice signings, too. So you need money to succeed. It's not going to happen by just a stroke of luck or just tactics in the in the top five leagues, that is, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, I he wasn't made those assurances, and, I'm, and he was wise to leave because he knows that'll damage his reputation. 
And it's kind of crazy because Mourinho did get a, a good amount of funding. And, well, uh, they, he was able to strengthen up at a lot of positions. So. I mean, over two, over two years, they put in $200 million. And if you think about it, that's not a whole lot these days. Compared to what Spurs normally spend, that is a lot. Over though. two seasons? Yeah, yeah, because before that, Spurs weren't spending that much. They were they were always known as a selling club. Um, you know, even with Harry Kane, they they found them through like signing little like you know yeah. League Two players and shit. But that's just how Spurs operate. They're a business, and you know they they just they, yeah, yeah, that's how they operate. They just uh, didn't really strike while the iron was hot and missed out on a whole off season's worth of of uh, signings a few years back. And I think that's that's what set them back. Yeah, I, I was reading that a lot of the players from from Spurs were kind of already against uh, getting Conte because I guess his methods are pretty extreme. Yeah, and he demands a lot. And I'm I'm thinking like, I mean, this is why you motherfuckers don't win shit. Like <laughs> you, you're already dreading working hard. You're already dreading some like crazy demands. Yeah, like ha- like have some, I don't know. <laughs> have some balls. Mm-mm. If you really want to win, change this shit up. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you're already professional athletes. Fucking earn your check. I don't know. That, when I read that, I kind of laughed because you know, it just kind of shows how entitled those players have become. And that's due to probably weak management over the years or inconsistent management, if that. Yeah. I mean, the, the team was most successful with Poch, Poch at the wheel. And, mm-hmm. and they didn't support him. They supported him more than some of the, you know, other managers. I think that the relationship grew stale. And and that sucks because it was due to mismanagement from the front office, not from Poach. Lack of investment. And they still managed to make a Champions League final. So, I mean, yeah, since then, it's been a kind of like a downfall for them. And I don't know when they're going to get back to that top level if they're going to, you know, be investing in, in coaches that are really not worth it. As of now, I'm probably saying Scott Parker is the favorite, but you know we'll have to wait and see what happens. I mean, they're saying Fonseca from Roma, like the guy I was mentioning, but um, that's like not even a big signing itself, you know. That's like an experimental one, if that. Yeah, that's a. We'll pay you the most minimum, and then if you do good, there's some bonuses here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, uh, any oh, uh, Mauricio Sari. Going to uh, Roma? Right. Oh, no, it's a Lazio. I'm sorry. And uh, any other transfer rumors? I know PSG uh, is getting Wijnaldum. I, yeah, I've seen rumors of it. Swept them underneath uh, Barcelona's claws. That's not too hard to do these days. PSG also is, is going after Hakimi. Right, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that's that's a really good signing because uh, right back is some somewhere where they're pretty weak at. Yeah, I just kind of hope Chelsea take him just to like you know like just like shit on all the haters, spe- specifically PSG. What do you mean haters? You know, people that are like they already have great right backs. They do. You know, just sign them. Just get people mad. Like get, oh, get oh, mad yeah. how City oh, do. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah, so they're like, why do they need Cancelo? Well, you found out this year, right? Yeah. Anyways, yeah, good good for Hakimi. And in the end, you use Kyle Walker. Right. We won a title with that boy. Two, actually, but not the one we wanted, right? Um, fair enough. Uh, yeah, no, there's not many other rumors I 
I can think of. I mean, there's a lot of rumors, but there's so oh, many uh, that they're diluted. How do you feel like? How do you feel about Chelsea going after uh, Holland? I think that's a perfect fit, and I, I I commend them highly if they get him. That's wise money spent. That's an all timer for me, and I can say that while he's 20, and I think he's gonna fulfill it. I could be man, wrong. You are awfully impressed by a 20 year old, but I doubt it. <laughs> hey man, I see I see it coming. I uh, I would watch Pulisic at year 17. I was like, hey bro, remember that guy? Uh, he's, hey, he's currently training American, at though. he's training at Dortmund though. Gee, like, trust me, you don't just make it onto there. And lo and behold, well, he's become a young Billy Good, as I like to say. And uh, so you are following someone that plays at Dortmund. Yeah, at way t- to go out on a limb there, pal. Well, no, no, uh, an American at 17, 16, I was like, A player Yo. at Dortmund. No, 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 well, Dortmund's academy, not Dortmund, the official first team. This is like, I'm saying, like, when he was starting to make in the first U.S. national teams, he was a fringe player, so I'll just let people know. Hey, man, this kid is good. He's going to be the best player ever. It's documented, it's on Twitter, but, I mean, that's my <laughs> point. When I watch Holland... Best player ever for U.S., right? Of course, I yeah, mean, yeah, let, yeah. let's not, let's not, uh... Let's not kid ourselves now. Um, but, you know, Haaland for me is is transcendent. You know, I haven't seen a striker like him in years, you know. Actually, I've never really seen, I mean, Ronaldo of El Fenomeno is the closest I can think of. Zlatan? Different style. He's He wasn't as bullish is what I mean. This guy's a bull. But, you know, they, yeah, they happen to both be Zlatan, tall and white. Zlatan was a... <laughs> no, Zlatan is fast, good. Dude. He's fast, but, Very you know, technical. And Haaland's not not as technical, but he's he's stronger. I'd say he's bigger, you know. Um, but yeah, I I can't say I've seen many players like him. And I'm yeah, I'm high on him because he can do a little bit of everything. He can score left foot, right foot, header, uh, techers, bicycle kick, you name it. Yeah, he's got it. Penalties, class. I haven't seen his free kick yet. I don't think we'll ever have to, but I just have a feeling he has a stupid shot, you know. Yeah, really high on the kid. Okay, so you like it for Chelsea? I like him for City, but if he goes to Chelsea, that's probably even a better move, truthfully. Um, so, yeah, I mean, um, it'll be interesting. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Harry Kane, because I know uh, they're rumored to go for uh, Lillian Thurum from Borussia Mönchengladbach. City? No, uh, that would be... Um, oh, Tottenham? Tottenham. Yeah, that, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I'm interested to see where Harry Kane goes if so they can fulfill that move. Yeah, um, yeah, we're we're just getting to the to the tip, right? To the tip of how things are gonna get, and really, it's just gonna be start pouring right after the Euros. Yeah, because some some clubs don't want to invest and then have a player break his shit during international fixtures. Right. So that's what I'm saying right now. It's very it's gonna be a very calm water market until about uh early July, late July. Because teams are going to get eliminated, too. So, you know, obviously, they're going to get sent home early. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Germany. I'm talking to you. Bitch. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh um, Ziyech also is rumored for, I think, um, I want to say Roma. Wow. He's trying to do, he's trying to follow Salah's steps, huh? Inverted. That's right, mijo. Imagine. Because he's literally going from Chelsea to Serie A to play with Roma like Salah did. Except Salah had a little escala over at Fiorentina. Hey, I don't know, man. I just read that uh, 
Everton are really looking at Rafa Benitez. It's a bit laughable, isn't it? Yeah. Just hand it to, uh, just hand it to Jamie Carragher. Oh no, Ziyech is appreciated by AC Milan. Hmm. As a as a Milan fan myself, I wouldn't be too fond of it. I don't know. Those uh, North African brothers do well in at Milan. They do, but I just feel like uh, I really like the the squad we have right now and the investment in young players we're making. I I prefer us to to stick to that. I mean, obviously we have Slatan, but after that, it's a lot of young players, you know. And we just got Mignon, the uh, Leo oh, keeper. Oh, here's uh, Ronaldo's uh, famous uh, free kick. Gotnaldo. Oh, yeah, Gotnaldo. That stupid stance. He's really uh, about it, isn't he? Pfft. Imagine being Bruno, like, side-eyeing him when he skies it. <sighs> Dude, okay. It's, hey. it's kind of sad to see, man. Come on, man. <sighs> Yo... Hey. Well, you're talking about like like he's dragging his ass on the pitch. Bro, you saw some of the shots he missed earlier. That's some bum activities. We're shitting on him if his name is Timo Werner, right? Bro, I don't know. Someone got a foot on it. No. The Israel guy got a foot on he, it. Point blank Ranger hitting the post against Israel? The, the Israel guy got a foot on it. Come on, man. Nah, nah. No one's at But But you, you just look at his age and you're like, oh, no, he's shit. Come on, man. Come on, bro. He doesn't... Let's be honest. He shouldn't be starting on that team anymore. Point uh, blank. Who period. should be? Um, Who's better than... Joao Felix. Uh, right, okay. Straight up. From the gate up. But that, that, bro, that, 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 that boy gets benched by Angel Correa. I don't want to hear don't, it. And don't even get me started on Daniel Podenche. See, that's a finisher right there. That's, a, that's how you finish it. And then that's the thing. Ronaldo can't even do that anymore. You're telling me Ronaldo wouldn't finish that? Well, he had post earlier, brother, from closer too. Yeah, the player got a foot on it. Oh, don't give well, me that. Well, I mean, he had so many, so much space to shoot at, my boy. I mean, you know, you, fair you, enough. You, you, you want to shit on him all you want, but I the guy it. got a foot on it. Hey, I mean, he's got over hundred goals for his country, Papa. Yeah, and I know, but you know, he's what 34, 36? I don't 35, know, thirty five, thirty six. Yeah, like man, like, come on, bro, make make room for the next gen. And then they'll be nice to you because you're a legend. You're yeah, the best player is, ever. And this is the leading goal scorer for Serie A. So it's not even like he's there off of just bullshit. No, of course not. But, you know, he's, you know, he's penaldo. But, I mean, beyond I'm that. Sure, he's got over 20 open, open play goals, too. And uh, there's other players that have that, too. But... Let's keep it a stack. How, but how many just times have he's they a, done Just because he's putting the finishing touch, which he can't do clearly now. Bye-bye. Make make room for a guy. You even that got a brace in this match. Uh, what are you talking about? Yeah, Israel, brother. We're really celebrating. You got a brace. That? I mean, well, we're celebrating Bruno clearly. Yeah, and I think those are the players I need to start, not some guy who's passed it already. But fair but enough. But he's doing what he's supposed to. He got a brace at the end of the day. What else you want? He should be getting hat tricks with that, with the amount of chances he's getting, especially against a back line with no type of repertoire. I, I'll be curious to see where these guys play because I'm sure it's nowhere good. If we're oh. talking about Lithuania. Oh, clearly. U21's scoring at least four goals. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure Israel has somebody. They have to, right? I'd hope so. I hope so. Yeah, but. Fair enough. I'm kind of hard on Ronaldo because I honestly think that's the the, the guy they got to drop to really rise another notch. Let's see. Let's see what he does right here. Ah, he actually scores in this play. 
Oh, woof. <laughs> Trash ass keeper, man. Yeah, oh see, my god. See. No, that's that's some shit like that uh Vinicius from from uh Tottenham was celebrating against Marine. It's like my boy. You saw the goal you, the goal you just scored, right? <laughs> but we'd be talking shit if he missed it anyways, right? So, yeah, yeah. So I mean either way. Right right down the keeper's gullet. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah. It, it was a late pass, by the way. Bruno held on to that a little too long. Yeah. Well, he's used to Rashford being off by that point, I imagine. So. Ah, <laughs> uh, sorry. I know that's your boy, but. Ah, uh, Rashford. I'm not very high on him these days. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Anyway, man. Uh, Euros are coming up. And anything else that we need to get off our chest? Mm. No. Um. No, that's uh, pretty much it. I mean, I I don't really have anything else to say. I was gonna say we didn't really touch on Serginho Dest. I thought his dribble was was pretty nice. In the Did you say leg. dribble? His dribble. No, the dribble down the the left flank that created like the first major chance for the U.S. Um. Yeah, I don't think he was especially good. Ah, uh, well, yeah, he didn't get to play a full match, but I thought he was one of the brighter spots and caused a lot of problems. Just unfortunate not to play like the whole game, but yeah, that's about it. I just I just wanted to give him his credit because I didn't get to bring. Oh him no! He, oh yeah, no, it's because he fit into uh, um, Chuck Rodriguez's pocket. Oh well, yeah, he's the one who turned the ball over in, in a critical <laughs> play, so I, I think he had too much stuff in his pocket. But uh, nah, maybe, fair enough. Maybe. Hey. All right, man. That's uh, enough, yeah. Episode number 51. Uh, next time we'll have some more Euros talk. And uh, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Two guys, two mics, two pints. Ooh, Ronaldo taking off his shirt. <gasps> All right, everybody. Take it easy. Take care of your mentals. Take care of your chickens. All right, man. Bye.